Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Well, it's so great to be back with you. We took a short break uh, for the holiday season to uh, just to, for some time away to really seek the Lord's face. Amen. And to uh, sense what he's saying for 2023. And it's very interesting because some of the things that he was speaking to us about has to do with his glory, his glory. Haggai chapter 2, verses 4 through 9 says, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is in a little while, I will shake heaven and earth and the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place... I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. How many know when an individual talks to you, their title is somewhat important? And God has many different titles or many different ways that he reveals himself to us throughout scripture. And if you notice in this particular stanza of scripture, he keeps saying over and over again through the prophet that I am the Lord of hosts, which is Jehovah Sabaoth, or really the captain of heaven's angel armies, the Lord who is the mighty warrior, the Lord who has created all things that can dissolve all things in a moment. He's coming in the strength, the title of strength here. He's coming and saying, you need to take me seriously, guys, for I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. And I really have been charged in the things of the Lord as this year has begun, actually at the tail end of 2022, with a with a message from the Lord um, that He is not only the Lord of hosts, but He is coming to deal with His people. He is coming to deal with the United States of America. He has come to deal with the nations, and it's just like what it says in here. He is shaking the nations. He is shaking everything that can be shaken. So that which is will remain, the only thing that will remain is that which is unshakable. And we thank God that we are part of the nation within the nation. We are part of the kingdom of God, that he has taken a nation out of all the nations. He's taken a remnant out of all the nations, all, all the different peoples of the world, amen, and called them to himself. And so, 
We thank God because we're very excited about what's going on in 2023. You know, we always usually start with a time of uh, fasting and prayer. Our home church does, and you know, we're we're the lead pastors of our home church. This year, the Lord specifically spoke to our leadership team and said that this year would be 21 days of breakthrough. Now, generally speaking, when you fast and pray, many people expect to see breakthrough at the end of their fast. And it's likened to a someone pushing a boulder up a hill, uh, if you will. And the beginning of the fast is hard. It's arduous. It, your body is going through um, adapting to not eating the foods it normally you know, brings in, all these different things. And it's very difficult until you get to about the halfway point and that right about the tip of the precipice, if you will, on that mountain, where then the momentum shifts and now the boulder that you were pushing up the mountain, now all of a sudden you're pushing down the mountain and it's rolling, you know, because of gravity. And, uh, and really that's the way usually you expect a fast to go many times. But this time the Lord told me this year that right away, you're going to see breakthrough, son. It's not going to feel arduous. It's not going to feel difficult. It's not going to feel like you're in a bad place at all during the beginning of your fast, but you are going to start to see breakthrough every day, 21 days of breakthrough. And I'll tell you, it has been so far 10 days of breakthrough. We're on day 10 of our 21-day fast, and there have been things that God has brought to the surface in my life, in my wife's life, in our family's life, there has been that that God now has been healed and brought uh, victory. Things in our situation, our living situation, our finances, all these things that the Lord, you know, has brought to the surface. Why? Because He wants to bring restoration. He wants to bring promotion. He wants to bring acceleration. He wants to bring abundance. And not just that, but because we're fasting, not just individually, but as a church body, then also. The church has been experiencing breakthrough. Our church, our home church is Lehigh Valley Worship Center, and we're Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And one of the things we're believing God for is our own uh, building, our own facility. You know, I'm one that believes if it's God's will, it's God's bill. If it's God's vision, God will provide the provision. And we're blessed financially. And we believe the Lord is going to release to us a property. We believe the Lord is going to release to us a facility because we are continuing to grow. This year is also a time where God said, you're going to expand. You're going to grow. And it's not just for our house. It's for many houses. It says in Isaiah 54 verses 1 through 3, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. But enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Wow. That's a powerful area in scripture where the Lord says to his people, I'm going to enlarge you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to expand you. And there's this great dichotomy going on, really even out of Isaiah chapter 60, where we know that there's going to be darkness and gross darkness, and that covers the world and the people and the world system who have been blinded. But yet at that same time, God has called his people, the Jewish people, and his church to arise and shine. The one new man in Jesus Christ to arise and shine 
for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And it says, it goes on to say, kings shall come to the brightness of the rising of the glory of the Lord upon the people, upon his people. And not just that, but sons and daughters shall come from afar off and, and kings and people with great prominence shall, shall come and, and the camels shall come from foreign lands. And camels always speak of abundance, speaks of uh, bringing goods and bringing abundance and bringing uh, blessings. That's how ancient culture, ancient Jewish culture, ancient Middle Eastern culture uh, understood camels and what camels brought. And people saddled camels with all different types of uh, goods and things of that nature. And so the Lord has really been speaking to us, not just about his glory, not just about the latter being greater than the former, but also about expanding. Has he been asking you to expand? Has he been asking you to, to step out in faith? I believe that some of you listening, he has. I believe that some of you who are listening today, you may be a little bit fearful. You might have some trepidation, but I would encourage you with one other thing that the Lord told me about 2023, and that's this, that no matter what your neighbor says, no matter what the media says, no matter what maybe lukewarm Christians might say to you, you must, we all must make a decision to live in a place called faith. We must decide that we are going to be a people of faith. And that simply means this, that we are going to believe God's word, that we are going to speak God's word, and we are going to live God's word, regardless of what what our situation, what circumstance, whatever external things we have going on in our life. We're not going to move by sight. We're going to move according to God's word. For we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. If we're going to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, if we're going to be those just people that the Bible says that we are, then we need to live by faith. For the just shall live by faith. We know, in fact, it says even in the book of Romans that if we do not live in faith, actually that's sin. And so we need to understand, beloved, that this is not just a year where where the Lord is... Um, causing us to rise and shine. It's not just a year where he's talking about his glory manifesting. He's shaking things. The latter times are going to be greater as far as his glory is concerned than the, than the former times. Amen. Not just a time of expansion, but a time where we must get back to the basics, if you will, and live every day by faith. We have to live by faith. We have to walk in faith. Amen. How many times do you see in scripture over and over again, Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked in faith. Noah, by faith. You know, Abraham, by faith. Moses, by faith. David, by faith. So many others. Esther, Nehemiah, all, all these individuals, all of them, including Jesus, there was a powerful faith walk. Jesus being obviously our God example of that, you know, walking around and everything he did was full of faith. God's calling us to be a faithful people, a people full of faith in this hour, in these times we're living in. We just saw recently something happen on the National Football League where there was a normal type hit, a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, collided with a defensive player from the Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin, and this young man, Damar Hamlin, went to the ground after the hit. Both gentlemen got up. Damar Hamlin took a step over, and then he fell down. And clinically, he died on the field. 
He had cardiac arrest. But then all of a sudden, the medical professionals, the training staff, everybody ran out to meet him, bring him back, resuscitated him. And it was a miracle, not just a medical miracle, but the true miracle transpired when I saw grown men begin to weep and cry. And it didn't matter what team they were on. All of a sudden, they were brothers and they were hugging each other and they were encouraging each other and they were patting each other on the back. And you could see them all kneeling together to pray. I saw grown men who hadn't prayed in a long time all of a sudden now decide they want to start praying again. Maybe they hadn't prayed since their days in Sunday school when they were a young, young child. I heard NFL players say, you know, I never really thought about prayer until that time, but I wanted to pray. I saw coaches kneel down and pray. I saw staff kneel down and pray. I saw ESPN and other well-known news, sports news organizations allow their commentators, allow their analysts and their anchors to, to pray on air, some of them even in Jesus' name. Now, we know over the course of the last several years, there has no question been an attack on anything that stands for Jesus Christ, or there's really, they've been trying to purge out um, religion or faith out of many different scenes. And one of them is, in my opinion, the NFL, uh, professional sports. There is a certain message. There is a certain message that they're trying to convey. And it has nothing to do with faith, has nothing to do with religion, but it has everything to do with a worldly agenda. And so God allowed this situation, for whatever reason, to bring people back to this understanding that there's still power in prayer. At any given time, he can invade a situation. And that young man, he got better and he kept getting better. And now he's in Buffalo. He's not even in Cincinnati in the hospital anymore. There are people who are standing in faith praying for him. Our church is one of them. Many churches, many churches in the Cincinnati area, Ohio, many churches in the Buffalo, New York area. We've got friends from all over. And you could see even on social media, people posting about pray for DeMar, pray, pray, pray. And that brings me to the next thing that the Lord said was going to be important for 2023, that we would learn to be kings and priests, that we would learn to be a people set apart for the Lord. You know, from the very beginning, it was all about stewardship. Adam was put in the garden. Obviously, Adam's rib was taken out. Eve was brought from that point, created from his rib, and the two walked together, and they walked in stewardship and dominion. The Bible says in Genesis that God blessed them. He told them to be fruitful, multiply, fill and subdue the earth, and have dominion, which means basically rule and reign, okay? For all intents and purposes, they were God's man and woman in the garden that he had prepared for them, representatives of his kingdom on outpost earth, That's exactly what they were. And their primary job was governing and stewardship. And if you think about that, governing has to do with what a king does and stewardship has to do with what a priest does. Now, of course, kings can steward, but the priesthood is more of an understanding of stewardship. A king rules, he reigns, he decrees, he declares. He does those type of things. But a priest gives, a priest worship, a priest prays, A priest brings sacrifices, stewardship. It's all about stewardship. 
And so the Lord is bringing us to a place in 2023 where we're not just like, oh yeah, let's have people get saved. Let's get people saved. That's not going to be the necessarily the, just the goal of the church anymore. For so long, the church has wanted to get people saved, and that's wonderful. We want to get everyone saved. However, I believe that we've stopped short of what God wants to happen, and that's this, that we get people saved, that they might be discipled, especially in the understanding that they are kings and priests, that they have a kingship and they have a priesthood. It doesn't matter if they're part of the fivefold ministry. It doesn't matter if they're a, a young Christian. Everyone is a king and a priest. Everyone has that in common. And it's very important to understand as kings and priests that we all have something to do in the kingdom. All of us, every one of us. And the Lord gave me some keys that we'll get into later for 2023, keys that I believe will help us for 2023 and beyond. But there's a scripture that really deals with what we had just talked about, about faith. And then there's another scripture that deals with us being kings and priests that I want to get into. First John chapter five, verses four and five says, for whatever is born of God or born again is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world. Even our faith, who is it that is victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God and the amplified says who adheres to, who trusts in and who relies upon him. So if we're going to be victorious in this world, we have to be a people of great faith. We have to be a people who have our faith completely, wholeheartedly in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that he has already won. He has won the victory at the cross. He is the resurrected Savior. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. But even considering all those things, we still have to be a people that walks in great faith. We have to be a people that lives in faith. We have to be a people that lives and has has our being, I guess you could say, in a place called faith. Look what Revelation chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests, to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Other scriptures talk about how we are kings and priests. In the book of Psalms, it says uh, in chapter 8, verses 4 and 5, it says, Who is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You set him over the work of your hands. And so there's all these indications in scripture that we are crowned, that we are kings, that we have a priesthood. And so I think for so long, we as believers, if you've been born again, have stopped at a place where we're like, yep, praise the Lord, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to start to evangelize now. But there is so much more. The Lord wants us to understand that every day of our life, there should be a understanding of our identity, not just the sons and or daughters of Almighty God, but as kings and priests and royalty in His kingdom. And when you understand 
that you are a son or daughter of Almighty God, when you understand that you have been given a kingship and a priesthood in his kingdom, you're not going to fight with people anymore. Try to rival people. You're not going to try to you know, do this or do that out of jealousy or out of fear or out of anger. Because when you start to understand who you are, you start to understand that there's plenty of inheritance to go around. My God owns the cat on a thousand hills. My God, the silver and gold is his. Amen. The earth and the fullness thereof is the Lord's. Deuteronomy 8.18 says he gives us the ability to get wealth. He gives us the power to get wealth. There is such a blessing when we realize that we can prefer our brother or sister. We can prefer those around us. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to be upset. We don't have to be frightened. We don't have to be frustrated. We should actually be grateful to people. We should actually be thankful. We should actually be loving to people. We should go out of our way to encourage people. We should congratulate people. See, this is the new wineskin or some of the new wineskin I believe the Lord is bringing forth in the church uh, in 2023 and beyond. And understanding that we're not competing against each other. The inheritance is enough for everybody, that we are all sons and daughters in the kingdom of God, that we are royalty in his kingdom, that his glory, the latter glory shall be greater than the former, that there is a bridal glory upon his church, that he is shaking everything that can be shaken so that only that thing that remains is the unshakable kingdom, that he is expanding you to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Amen. And that he is encouraging us to be a people who live by faith, who walk by faith, who live in a place called faith. And if you'll do that, I promise you that no matter what things are going on in your life right now, no matter how dire the straits are, no matter how bad things look, if you will make up your mind today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to say, Jesus, I know that your goodness and kindness is leading me. You might have been drawn to this podcast for that reason. And so if you would just say to Jesus today, Lord Jesus, I don't want to live this life anymore. Lord, I want to turn to you. I sense your goodness and kindness. I sense your mercy upon my life. I need your help, oh God. Help me. Lord, I want to be saved. And I turn to you right now. I place my trust. I place my faith in you. Save me, Lord. Save me, for you're the only one who can. Amen. We thank you for your salvation, Lord Jesus. You know, if you receive that invitation and you made that commitment and you repented and turned to Jesus Christ, I just want to say congratulations, brother, sister, we love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, goodbye. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about 
powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.